Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our Housing Matters Podcast. My name is Oscar Way. I'm a senior economist at the California Association of Realtors. It's been a while since we last uh, tuned in. I apologize. Uh, we've been busy with um, Reimagine. Hopefully, every one of you um, had a chance to go to uh, Reimagine, um, what used to be called Expo. Um, it happened um, last week, and we were busy doing all the uh, annual conference uh, stuff. And hopefully, um, many of you had a chance to visit um, the um, on, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And of course, uh, we are particularly interested in uh, Thursday. Um, Leslie's uh, econ forecast and hopefully some of you might have gone and listened to the uh, latest update. The uh, presentation has already been posted on a CR website. There's also a report called the shift report that will be posting on the CR website uh, that talks about the forecast as well as the current housing market outlook. Now that's the reason why we have been busy and not being able to uh, do another um, podcast but we are finally back and uh, today I have a special guest now usually I have we Jordan and I do the podcast together and we do a top five of five and then we give you a special subject but because this uh, particular episode we actually have a, a lot of things to cover we want to talk about consumers and because of that reason um, we are allocating the whole sessions with our special guest uh, the special guest is one of our own uh, in our department, um, Samantha. Samantha is our um, senior survey uh, senior uh, analyst, and she has been with CR for only a, less than a year, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, she has been working on this report. You might have some of you may have already seen the report called React. I'll let her talk more about it uh, uh, very shortly. Um, but. Just to give you an idea uh, of what has been talked about during the uh, market forecast, again, uh, you can find the PowerPoint presentation on the CR website. Uh, it is in the speeches and presentation section, uh, and it is, I believe, it has already been posted in the uh, forecast section as well. Um, and many of you have already um, get a sense that the market is sort of in transition, shifting a little bit, and uh, we expect this shift to continue. And many of you have already heard what Leslie said, that sales are actually um, showing some softening and weakening in the last few months as compared to the year before. We expect a little bit more softening for the rest of the year and maybe going into uh, upcoming year. Home prices wide, we still believe that we will see some increase in home prices, maybe not as strong as the beginning of the year, uh, a little bit softer. And next year also will be a little bit weaker, but still maybe at about uh, 2 to 3%, 3 to 4% in the upcoming year. Now, all that, of course, has a lot to do with um, consumers, with the demand side and the supply side. And the report that I mentioned earlier, the REACT report, is about consumers. So we want to talk about consumers. That's why we want to invite Samantha here to talk about the consumer reports. 
So Samantha, without further ado, um, I'll let you take over and tell us a little bit about the Consumer Report. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks for having me today. Um, so as Oscar mentioned, we have what's called the REACT report. Um, it is the real estate analysis of consumer trends. Um, so we recently surveyed about 6,000 consumers. Uh, we, we talked to them between May and July. Um, and we categorized them into four different categories. We had buyers, sellers, renters, and homeowners. Um, our buyers are the consumers who had purchased within the previous 18 months of when they took the survey. Sellers had sold within the previous 18 months. Renters were those who were renting at the time of taking the survey. And homeowners were those who were owning a home for longer than 18 months when they took the survey. Um, so we sent a survey online um, and we asked them a bunch of questions um, all about if they were buying or selling. We asked about their transaction. If they were um, a homeowner or a renter, we asked them about um, their next move and and if they're planning on staying or buying or what they're what they're thinking um and so we found a lot of a lot of interesting things from that great well it looks like you know it because it's being split up into four different sections i wonder whether we will have enough time to talk about everything but um i'm sure we we're just going to going to briefly cover you know some of the things mentioned in the report well first of all it exists as a report format, right? Yeah, it is actually a full report. Um, it's available on the CAR website, um, and it is called the React Report. I believe it's in the surveys and report section. Yes, it is. And yeah. I, uh, some of you might have seen some reports similar to the Consumer Report or the uh, React Report. Basically, the React Report is a consumer report. Yes. And we. Um, in the past, we did a buyer survey, we did a seller survey, and we even uh, have done a, a renter and a homeowner survey. So this is basically a, 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 an aggregate of all those yep, four. Yep, it's wrapping up all four into one report so that we could look at everybody. Okay, and um, do we have any PowerPoint slides to share um, for now on the website? Probably not yet. They're right? not up on the website quite yet, but they will be. Okay. Well, as soon as we have those slides, we can we definitely will share with uh, many of you uh, on the website. I know many of you are interested in getting some of those slides as well. So um, keep an eye on those uh, slides and PowerPoint. Uh, but before we look at those. Um, reports and slides let's talk briefly about the report itself so um, because the directions of the market uh, depends on uh, the demand and the supply side and because of the limited time that we have I think uh, today we're just going to cover the sort of demand side when I say when I said demand side we're going to talk about uh, home buyers and mm -hmm. potential yes. home buyers which means renters um, now we know buyers uh, on the buyer side housing demand seems to have weakened a little bit and um, it has a lot to do with the buyers mentality uh, this of course is um, the market shift that took place that started taking place in maybe about May or early April or so um, is um, a little bit after the time when we actually um, well actually during the time when we uh, uh, sent out the survey but in fact, I think what you mentioned earlier, this happens 18 months prior to um, the second quarter. Yes, yeah, so these people are uh, anyone who bought within the past 18 months. So they could have purchased all the way back 18 months 
previously, or it could have been someone who purchased, you know, just two to three months Got from when they took it. Got it. So just a big, just a disclaimer, their mentality may be slightly different from, you know, the buyer's mentality that's um, taking place right now. Um, they may be thinking of a slightly different a scenario uh, compared to, you know, those who purchased um, a few months ago or 18 months ago. So let's start with uh, the buyers. Um, who are these buyers? Uh, can you give me a little bit of information about their profile? Sure. The So our buyers this year um, were a little bit younger than we've seen in previous years. Um, oops, sorry. Uh, they're a little bit younger than we've seen in previous, or excuse me, I apologize. They're a little bit older than we've seen in previous years. Um, and that is because we are seeing younger generations delay um, getting married and starting a family and those tend to be when people are buying a home so because they're delaying that they're then delaying their home purchase um, so we're seeing about a median age of uh, the low or uh, up at, excuse me in the mid 40s or so right because we have we have um, a bigger chunk of first-time buyers this year as compared to previous year I believe we have 34 percent of them being first-time buyers right so they are a median age of 43. And while we're seeing them um, as an older age, it is a slightly younger than we saw in 2017. However, the long run, it is older than we've seen over the past couple years. Um, so we're seeing mostly, um, or one third, no. They're, they're, they're young, they're a little bit older because I think you said a little older, uh, uh, when we look at the long trend, they're getting a little older partly because of, you know, they're getting married a little older, but also the home prices actually is a little bit higher than compared to, let's say, you know, a couple of years ago, and of course, 2012 and so forth. So obviously they need a little bit more money. Um, right. And and this year, um, I know I said you know we have a little a few a uh, bit more first time buyers partly because some of those first time buyers, uh, because of the economy um, picking up a little bit, many of those who have been putting off in buying a house started jumping into the market. Now let me ask you, um, of course, first time buyers and repeat buyers they differ in terms of the type of homes that they want to buy and. Um, Many of our audience probably want to get an idea of uh, what their preferences are in terms of uh, what homes they want to buy. Sure. So our first-time buyers, um, they tend to have fewer financial resources than repeat buyers. So they're looking um, for something more on the um, more affordable end. They want something that um, is in a neighborhood that is safe, but uh -huh. is something that is within their budget. So their top requirements for a home were they wanted a specific number of bedrooms, but they also wanted that home within their price range. Um, while, while repeat buyers, they tend to earn more and they have some more financial flexibility. So they tend to have a larger, both a larger household and a larger home. So they picked their neighborhood still based on price, but also they picked their preferred neighborhood. They wanted something safe and they wanted a specific neighborhood. Um, and a lot of our repeat buyers, uh, just about a third of them, they purchased their recent property as a second home. So we're seeing them oh. still own their previous home, a third of them. Well, I mean, of course, many of the repeat buyers probably um, benefit from the, uh, the housing market. Um, 
housing market compared to a couple years ago and even you know uh, the bottom of the market has appreciated quite a bit many of them jump into uh, buy investment properties and second homes uh, resulting in um, I think based on not the uh, uh, consumer survey base but based on the annual housing market survey we know that uh, there are some investment buyers and second home buyers I think that makes up about 20 22 percent or so mm -hmm. now um, other than buying for investment purposes Many of them are buying because they're tired of renting for first-time buyers, right? It's a big portion, right? Uh, yes. So they are looking, they're tired of renting and they're looking for um, a larger home. They, you know, they are very conscious of price, but they want to be getting more for their money. Now, of course, with home prices increasing so much, I mean, we have, we're talking about home prices increasing um, for this year, possibly about 7%. For next year, a little bit less, but in the last couple of years, it has been appreciating by you know, 10, 15 percent total for the last couple of years. So, not all buyers are able to, of course, purchase their ideal home. Right. Um, so, do they have to make any compromises? Do they have to kind of uh, uh, make any sacrifices in terms of size or whatnot? You know, they did. They had to make compromises on a couple of different things. The the compromise that was reported most most often was that they paid a price higher than they would have liked so again it goes to the affordability not a surprise, not a surprise. <laughs> yeah it goes to the affordability but we're also seeing uh buyers who purchased a home further from school or work making their commute a little longer but potentially um in a more affordable area um we also saw about a third of buyers who said that they purchased a home smaller than they wanted so they would have liked something bigger but possibly couldn't afford it or couldn't afford it in the area that they wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, we saw uh, buyers who picked a home where the school was lesser quality than what they would have liked. So they unfortunately had to sacrifice the quality of school in order to have a home in the area that they potentially wanted or um, that they could afford. Yeah, it's tough. And we, we have, I think we've talked about this. Um, Jordan and I talked about this before. Some people... Um, especially those in the Bay Area possibly they may want to stay in the Bay Area but because of um, housing affordability issues they might have to migrate to the next county or so um, so they have to drive a little longer so I can completely understand you know the uh, the, the the consumers perspective right. from that end um, and of course some people may not be even uh, able to buy uh, at the time that they want to buy I mean you know given the, the choice some people may want to buy a couple of years earlier you know uh, two years earlier home prices uh, were a little bit lower yeah. um, and um, I know you asked questions in the survey about why they're not buying sooner I'm right. sure that's probably part of the reason as well right yeah we definitely had um, people report that they were held back from buying sooner uh, there were a number of different reasons but the ones that we saw at the top were having to do with finances so we had about a third of our buyers who said that they needed to save for a down payment and another third said that they needed to wait until their finances improved so they're both waiting um, in order to save more to buy a home that maybe they wouldn't necessarily need to compromise on or they need to compromise on fewer things. Mm -hmm. Either way, those finances held them back. Uh, we also saw um, people who said that they had no real buying urgency. They just weren't ready to buy in that moment. Um, and another 22% who wanted to see if prices would stabilize. So they were held back from buying for a number of reasons, but a lot of it centered around finance. Mm, okay, and, and not I'm not surprised again, uh, because of um, 
you know, your your home is uh, your biggest investment for a lot of people. Right. Um, and yeah, and a lot of our our uh, buyers are needing to save for a long time in order to finance a down payment. How many years are we talking about? So we're seeing a median of five years. So about um, just just over thirty five percent are saying that they are even saving for longer than six years. Wow. So. And 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 it's. It's tough because you know if we look at today's home prices, the statewide median price is six hundred thousand, roughly, give right. or take. And if let's say if someone want to put down a ten percent down payment, that's sixty thousand dollars, and sixty thousand dollars is not a small amount. Yeah. And then of course, on top of that, you know, monthly your monthly uh, payment, your monthly mortgage payment with uh, interest rate going up, you it will probably. Uh, continue to increase, so it's a, not a small amount at all. Not at all. Um, you know, saving for five years. You said five years, median in five yes, years, right? Yes, five years. Yeah. Which means, you know, uh, basically each year they have to, to save about twelve thousand. Each month they have to save about a thousand. Right. Which is not a small amount. No, we're seeing eighty percent who are saving more than a year. Wow. So. Wow. Well, of course. Many of those are first-time buyers. As we said earlier, at least one-third of them are first-time buyers. Before they became first-time buyers, most likely they were renters. Right. Or maybe they were living with their parents. Um, so that's the uh, that's sort of a segue for me to, to get into our next group of discussion, which is um, the group of renters. Right. Um, let's take a look at this renters. And you know these are also potential home buyers uh, who could become a homeowner in the next couple of years or so. Um, you're going to tell me how long it's going to take them for, to become a homeowners or whether they want to become a homeowner. Yes, I will. Um, but let's take a look at their profile. Sure. So our renters are a median age of 36. So just about half of them are millennials. Um, wow. Yeah, they're typically single um, and they are typically making an income of about $40,000. So we're seeing a lot of, of younger um, people on the younger end. Um, they don't have any kids living in the home with them. And um, a lot of the time, you know, it's them or it's them with roommates. Mm -hmm. so. And, and um, when you say 40000 that's a household income, right? That is their household okay. income. So, you know, let's go back a little bit to, you know, what we said earlier. If someone, have to, if someone has to save... Let's say about sixty thousand dollars to buy a median price home. Forty thousand dollars is kind of tough. Is a little tough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but also a good thing that we, uh, when we look at potential home buyers, is the diversity. Yeah, so we're seeing a lot of diversity uh, with our renters. Uh, we're seeing just a, just under a third are Caucasian, and another forty four percent are Hispanic. So we're seeing a pretty good mix with uh, another. Uh, like 25% who are other ethnicities. So as the um, as the renter population, um, you know, kind of younger people are coming in, they're bringing more diversity with them. Yeah, I think, you know, that will help, you know, the first-time buyers um, to become more diverse, uh, diversified, um, diverse in the, um, in, in, in the um, upcoming um, homeownership rate for first-time buyers will become more diver uh, diverse and then of course eventually you know more uh, uh, diverse group more groups more ethnic group will uh, become homeowners and then the um, the homeownership rate will be a little bit more balanced you know if we have more right. uh, ethnic groups becoming homeowners right absolutely um, now you know of course many of them um, I assume that many of them 
want to buy. Um, but before we get into the percentage, now of course, uh, let's again uh, go back a little bit. Uh, the home ownership right now in California is about 54, 55%. I can't mm -hmm. remember the exact percentage rate. That means the uh, about 46% of them are renters. Right. So many renters uh, who could become homeowners or who may become homeowners in the next few years, um, that means that's a huge source of um, housing demand you know, on, uh, from the sure. real estate perspective. Um, tell me a little bit about why they want to buy um, before we get into how many of them want to buy. Um, so they see a number of different advantages to home ownership. Um, first of all, they, they think it's a good long-term investment. Uh -huh. So we're seeing just about 20% who say, you know, I would like to be a homeowner because I think it's a, lo a good long-term investment. Um, they also think it gives them freedom. They, they get to do what they want with their home. They can paint the walls. They can knock down a wall. They can do whatever they would like with their home. Um, they also find it as a more permanent they have the permanence and the stability of planting roots. They don't need to, um, you know, they don't need to be concerned about needing to move at any point until they're ready. Uh -huh. um, it also gives uh, an updated quality of life they feel for their families. So just uh, just over ninety percent said that they saw some sort of advantage to home ownership um, as opposed to renting. Okay. Now, if that is the case, I mean, if they see reasons uh, to buy, if they see, you know, advantage or uh, benefits of buying home, you know, why are so many of them actually renting right now instead of buying? You know, they're renting because they can't currently afford to so buy. So it is a financial issue. Yeah, they can't afford to buy and they say they don't have a down payment or they say they're not ready to buy. So we're, you know, uh, over half are saying it's a it's a financial wow. decision. Well, how much are they paying for rent? I mean, on a uh, statewide level. So statewide, they're paying a median of thirteen hundred. The typical That's rent. That's not a small amount, also. No, it's not. Um, they, you know, seven out of ten renters spend more than that recommended thirty percent of their income on housing. Wow, um, that many? Wow. Yeah. In fact. Uh, just under 10% are spending more than 70% of their income. Oh, that's a lot of money. No wonder they they have a hard time saving right. up for down payment. Right. Yeah. Well, well, then how many of them said they want to buy? Do you know? Um, yes. That eventually, four out of five of them would like to own. Oh, okay. Someday. That's a huge percentage. That's yeah. a very good percentage. Um, I think you also gave me a stat earlier about... Um, Quite a bit of them want to buy in the next five years, right? Yes, we're seeing 45% who say that they want to purchase within the next five years. Wow, that's so that's so that's good news. Yeah, that's they're they're news. almost ready. They're just not quite there yet. And many of them are um, not the not necessarily the next five years, but many who want to buy are um, younger generation, right? Yes, yeah, those who eventually want to own in the future, um, they're. 55% millennial, whereas those who don't ever plan to own are, you know, a little bit more on the older side. They um, are the greatest generation and boomers and, you know, they might have owned in the past and it might just not be for them. There is a, a, um, a much larger percentage of older populations who don't want to buy compared to those yeah. who do. Yeah, like you said, you know, it is possible that they may have owned before, but they're at the age where they may want to um you know, maybe uh, 
some of the greatest generation may want to live in a an assisted living um, right. a, a area. Um, um, some simply don't want to deal with uh, home ownership. Maybe they just want uh, a very simple way of living. Right. So there are different reasons, but I think uh, for the most part, the younger generations they're very eager. They are eager. They are just needing to save, and and then they can purchase. And and of course, some of them are just waiting for some. Um, life event to happen in their life to kind of give them a little push right yeah we asked them is there anything that could happen that would spur you into home into a home purchase um and renter said you know if i got a new job or a raise or a promotion i would be more likely to oh, purchase okay. i'd be maybe ready um also getting married and or finding a significant other um kind of those big life events are what people are waiting for and they say once that happens i'm i'm gonna buy yeah, and, and exactly what Leslie said, um, not necessarily this year, but last year, I think at the end of her forecast, she mentioned about, you know, younger folks, you need to get married, and not just younger folks, you know, you just need to get married, form a family, and then, you know, buy a home. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's what they're really waiting for. They're waiting for that big event to take place, and then they plan to buy. So, I mean, you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad to hear about the eagerness of many of the renters uh, who want to buy. Um, and of course, the financial um, issue, um, the uh, getting over, uh, getting uh, saving enough for down payment, and of course, getting qualified for a loan, uh, getting enough uh, uh, credit score, highest uh, higher credit scores, are some of the reasons that might have prevented them. But the, also, their misconception of how much money is needed to buy a home could be a factor, right? You know, that misconception is likely holding them back, and that's a great area that uh, realtors can come in and educate. Um, only 40% of renters say that they're familiar with credit or loan criteria needed to purchase a home. Um, and, and further, many don't know how much is required for a down payment. We had renters that we surveyed who thought over 50% was required. We had 14% wow, really? of our respondents said, I need over 50% and I don't have that. So, you know, that's a great opportunity to come and educate them and, you know, explain what the requirements are, what they what they really need. Um, because one third of renters say they are saving for a home and they've been saving and, you know, they just are unaware of how much they need. So they're saving perhaps longer than they need to be. They could be ready now. They're just misinformed. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's, tough i mean it's it's the barrier i mean it's not just how much money they have but the knowledge uh, that they need to um, learn from you know real estate professional um to to get a better understanding Absolutely. of how to buy a home um i know we have a lot more to cover i mean i see a lot of paper on the desk that you're <laughs> putting on the, on the desk to share some statistics with me uh but we are th i think we we're kind of running out of time um but we have all those stats Again, in the report, and eventually we will have the uh, PowerPoint presentation ready um, to be posted on the CRO website. Um, can you tell me again where the uh, report is? Sure, they're up on car.org um, under market data, under surveys and reports. Great, great. And I know we have different sections. I think um, this is the sections where you see all the buyers and sellers in the consumer report. Yes, so this one's right under consumer report. It's actually the first one under consumer report, um, and it is the React report. Definitely. Well. This is great. This is a great report. I, I have seen uh, a lot of the stats from the report. It's very useful. Um, 
for many of the uh, 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 audience, you definitely want to take a look at it, download it, and uh, maybe share the information with your clients as well. Uh, again, we will have the real uh, the PowerPoint presentation ready very shortly and post on the website. Uh, and um, we will be we are scheduling some uh, press releases, and we will be creating creating some infographics as well for this report. So. Uh, Definitely come back and check the uh, websites and um, you may find some very useful infographics to use um, in the next few weeks or so. Now um, I know as I said you know we're running out of time. This particular episode is about uh, consumers. I know we only covered buyers. Maybe in the future we have a chance we'll have a chance to talk about the supply side. Um, I think we have a, a few things lined up for the next few episodes including you know a, uh, a, a episode on shift or on market forecast so we have a lot of things going on um, so if we don't get to cover the supply side or the um, the uh, the seller side you can again take a look at the report and download it uh, and read it yourself uh, and of course if you have any questions regarding the report you can definitely give uh, us a call the research and economics department and simply uh, send me an email um, or send Jordan or uh, Samantha an email and we'll gladly answer all your questions. Um, so that's it for this episode. Thank you again for listening in. Uh, we'll have uh, another great episode coming up in the next two weeks or so. We promise it's going to be um, about two weeks. We'll have another one posted. Thank you for listening and have a great uh, week and uh, we'll talk again later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.